The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Good morning to you. Welcome in. We are looking at law and order this morning. And visiting with us from the Murfreesboro Police Department, Murfreesboro Police Chief Mike Bowman is here. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Bart. Pull the mic up uh, good and close to you. And uh, we also have with us Captain Clayton Williams. How are you this morning? Let me see. There you are, Clayton. How are you? I'm good, Bart. How about you? I'll tell you after the show. (laughs) (laughs) Understood. In addition to the new telephone, which we had a challenge with a moment ago. Uh, it's embarrassing to have to call in someone younger to show you how to do that. Uh, we also have a control board. So far, we're so good on that. That never happens to us. I probably no. never. <laughs> if you have a, a thought for us this morning, uh, call us if you want to risk it. <laughs> I might not be able to answer it. I uh, answer the phone. <laughs> But uh, I think we got it figured out now. Uh, we, we still have the same texting system. So if you want to text us a question, uh, that's the old system now. Can you believe texting is now the old way? Well, you know what? That's interesting. That was one of the brings up a good topic. I don't know if people saw our uh, Facebook post that Larry put out. But now we in our communication center, we have the ability to do take text 911 calls and and. Uh, want to say that that's not necessarily something that we prefer but in an instance where someone can't call at least that resource is available um so yeah hope people if they find themselves in a situation like that where they can't call that is something that they can do you know i'm glad you did that because i was thinking i had thought about it several times about what do you do if uh, if somebody breaks into your house and you're quietly asleep in the middle of the night and you don't want to get up and say, dial 911 and say, somebody has broken into my house. Uh, and then have the robber or whoever it is uh, hear that. Yeah. So, uh, and I guess if you were in a wreck and injured in some way and couldn't, nothing would come out. Uh, you could text that too. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like I said, it's going to be new and something to get used to. But uh, if, if for anybody that's listening, if you do have to utilize that and you text 911, the big thing is, um, try to in that first message location and what the emergency is um, that helps us a lot to try to make sure we get the right resources to the right place so um, again just another feature in an emergency situation like you said where someone can't talk uh, or they're not free to talk or uh, concerned because of what would be heard that's that's available to us and that is operational now Yes, it's up and running. Uh-huh. And and this is evidently for the whole county, the whole 911 system for the entire county. No, yes, it's all. For some reason, that mic just went off. Is that better? There, you're back again. Okay. See, it's not just you, Bart. It's not just you. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's something through our 911 district. And uh, Chief may want to add something on that. He's, he's a lot more familiar with that board, that governing body and that board. But... Uh, I know in our center, that's something that, uh, as our PSAP, as they call it, we can receive those from our answering point for 911. Chief, tell us uh, a little about that. Hey, I think Clayton uh, pretty much covered it. Uh, 
it's not the preferred method of doing it, but if you have to, uh, definitely uh, get that location out there uh, because as soon as we get that location, uh, that's the important thing because we can start moving that way, and then as the units are responding, we can collect that information in route to the call and update uh, people that are, are, are in route to the call. But definitely uh, uh, start off that, and if if you don't have to use it uh, and you can call in, uh, you know, by all means do so. Very good. Uh, one thing, too, to keep in mind, a uh, totally different subject, is uh, we're pretty close to school getting started again. Uh, in fact, I think city schools, the first half day, August 9th, and the first full day is August 10th. And with the county schools, which we do have some of those in the city, we do. Uh, all the high schools are county yeah. schools uh, and middle schools. Uh, so August 7th is the... Uh, first half day, which is a Monday, right. and August 8th, which is a Tuesday, is a full day. So we're just right around the corner from that. And we always like to uh, remind individuals, those first couple of weeks are, uh, around school are tough. You Sometimes you get new crossing guards, you get new parents going to schools. There's a lot going on. And it typically takes a couple of weeks for a school to get settled in, uh, get their traffic patterns uh, figured out, uh, going in and out of the schools. So... Uh, uh, by all means, we just ask that uh, people be patient, uh, let those things work out, and just know that that's just a natural thing that occurs every school year. And uh, definitely watch for those uh, uh, speed zones. Uh, make sure that you're driving the uh, the speed limit uh, 15 miles an hour when you're going through those school zones when the lights are flashing. And by all means, stay off those cell phones when you're going through those school zones. But uh, like I said, it's a good time of year. Excited to everybody, see everybody going back to school and uh and uh, just, uh, like I said, it just takes a couple of weeks to get everything settled in. So, Very good. So those are things you need to be thinking about. And it's good to sort of get into the habit of slowing down anyway during school zones. Now, I know the county, uh, the sheriff's office, and the highway patrol worked last Wednesday on Southern Blue, I believe it was called, where they slowed people down on the interstate. Uh, Murfreesboro Police is always working to slow I, I see everywhere slow down Tennessee, so Tennessee must have a a lot of aggressive drivers, a lot of people who uh, have a heavy foot. I think that uh, I, th- I think we're we see a lot of issues with traffic, but I think that uh, the uh, the task force that we've uh, uh, created or, or THP, I think uh, Lieutenant John Officer probably spearheaded that. Uh, uh, but I think that has uh, helped us out a lot where we uh, have these joint operations with other uh, agencies in the county and state and uh, uh, take enforcement issues. And remember, we started that traffic unit for the department earlier this year. So basically, we took a group of officers uh, out of uh, general patrol duties and we just committed them to traffic duties. So that is a work in process. Uh, I know that uh, there's still a lot of complaints out there, and I know that there's still a lot of work to be done. But uh, the initial stages of that, we're seeing a lot of uh, uh, good work being done, and we plan on expanding on that as we're able to. So uh, I just remind everybody that uh, uh, we do have the ability to do online reporting of traffic complaints if it's something that's like more of a chronic issue that uh, needs to be addressed. uh, definitely go online and do that if you have something that's more immediate like something that's occurring uh, that you feel may endanger life or property uh, you can go ahead and call our, uh, our our number and we'll dispatch a unit so very good uh 
Our phone number, if you have a question that you want to talk or text uh, to us, is 615-893-1450, 615-893-1450. Uh, and a person is texting us this question. They say that uh, they are right there on the split where the city and the county are. Uh, one side is the city, one side's the county. And their property is actually in both of those. Uh, what should they do if they need help? Do they call the city or the county? So for a non-emergency, uh, definitely utilize that non-emergency line in the uh, communications uh, staff will be able to uh, uh, tell which unit to send. Oh, yeah, you can tell on the phones. Yeah, 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 yeah. And definitely if it's an emergency, do the 911 call. If it's a, if it's life-threatening emergency, go ahead and call 911. Do all the 911s go to the same place? Well... If for some reason it gets misrouted, communications staff can handle that. So the uh, big thing is just get on the phone with them and let them work through it and, and make sure that we get uh, resources started your way. But uh, definitely, and like I said, for the non-emergency calls, it's something they can talk through over the phone and, and get the right person there. Very so, good. So uh, We got another person here, and they're wanting to know about the Citizens Police Academy. That's, that's nice when people are asking about that. <laughs> yeah, I think... Um, we're, we're starting a new group in August um, for that CPA. Uh, if someone is interested in that, I know they're full for the one that starts uh, this month. This is, a, wow, it is August now. Sorry, Bart. Where did that, how yeah. did that happen? Gosh. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> um, so, but we, we do those. I know we try to do them two to three times a year. Um, so if anyone is interested in that, they can call uh, Sergeant Amy Denton um, or uh, email her at Z- 0316 at gov, um, and ask some more questions or they can go to our website uh, I believe there's a link there as well that with that information for interest in CPA and it's a great way for folks that just to get a better uh, inside look at what police in, uh, do including not only our officers but communications and our investigators and all the support staff that work there uh it, it is a i know everybody that goes through it they really really just kind of sing the praises of it. not because anything that spectacular that we do but just the fact of being the peek behind the curtain and see uh, what that day-to-day is like and and feel a little bit more of an understanding of why and we do the things we do in the processes that we do i tell you it is quite different from the earlier ones so if you took an earlier i mean a really earlier class uh, and haven't been back. The new police department is phenomenal. I mean, and the things you do are phenomenal. Yeah, it's. Uh, I tell you, we've we've been blessed with some great uh, resources and able to move things forward, and and we're continuing in that and trying to expand the capabilities that we have uh, just to provide better service to the citizens of Murfreesboro. And if you have any desire to uh, get into law enforcement. Uh, going through Citizens Police Academy is a great way to sort of get your feet wet and see. Uh, I mean, you go through there and they show you how everything is done over prolonged. How many weeks is it now? I think it's, thank you, eight. Uh, Chief throw me a bone there. It used to be six. I think it's eight weeks now, yeah. <laughs> so that's what it's all about. Hey, teamwork. That's what we do. Teamwork. teamwork. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, you really ought to check it out. Uh, and the one for, for this month is full. Yeah, we were already full on that one, so I don't have the date for the next one just yet. But also, I'm glad they're, 
I think once we get school back up and going, there's a we last year was our very first year that we did uh, Teen Citizens Police Academy, and that's really great for folks that um, you know, if, like you said, if they're thinking about getting into law enforcement, but maybe they're not old enough yet to um, venture down that path, uh, they can kind of get a uh, inside look at that to to help them. You know, develop more questions and really get a inside view of of what it is and see if that's really something that they want to pursue a little further once they get out of high school and are able to pursue those things. When does you have a date on the teen or month? I'll tell you what, I'm going to pull. I'm going to look real quick and okay. see. I don't have it in front, but I'll we'll get that, on the Google okay. machine Would here and see if that'll help us out. Find out what uh, what's happening we'll there. Put that out. And Bart, we talked about school zones. I'm going to go for it. Pull a 180 on you here. Uh, we talked about school zones earlier. Uh, uh, crossing guards they do an amazing job for us and just know that we do have positions available if you know anybody that might be interested in taking on those uh, crossing guard duties uh, like i said it just follows the school year and it's something that uh, uh, we have a couple open positions so uh, definitely reach out if you uh, think you might be interested in something like that or if you know somebody who might be interested tell us a little about the qualifications do you what what are you looking for uh, typically, we just uh, we'll just take applications, conduct an interview, and basically just uh, just you just need to have that ability to stand out there. And, and uh, uh, it's typically uh, just a portion in the morning, portion in the afternoon. So it kind of splits your day. That's the only downfall. It kind of divides your day up. So you're committed for both the morning and the afternoon. But uh, uh, like I said, the only requirement is that you have the ability to, to, to be able to direct the traffic and, and, and stand for an extended period. So. And of course, everybody has never. I mean, everybody hasn't directed traffic in their life. Do you have classes in that showing? Ex- yeah, how okay. to do it? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, any position that where we uh, put people out, uh, mm-hmm. we will definitely provide the training that that comes with the job. So, definitely, and a lot of patience too. <laughs> <laughs> I remember a great thing when I was, and I don't see these anymore. The school safety patrol. I was on that and had a ball out there. <laughs> I thought, wow, this is so cool. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, did they have safety patrols when you were around? I don't. See there? I'm, I'm really old. <laughs> uh, I didn't we, say that, we had but a we did. We had a real badge, <laughs> and uh, we had flags on long cane poles, and the flag said stop. And we had a school mother who acted as the head safety patrol lady, right. and she would be there, and uh, you'd throw the flags out in front of the cars and they would stop and it would allow kids to cross the street and wow people would slow down hopefully they would slow down there were no police there to uh, if they flew by they didn't get chased after no no i don't remember that boy that really <laughs> makes me feel old <laughs> well and maybe maybe what it was they just graduated i know that they have i know they had school patrol in student patrol at MTSU, yeah. So maybe that's yeah. what it was. Maybe that you guys were just so far advanced they had to move you guys to higher well, education. It, it really it was <laughs> it was not big a, a big problem because uh, we didn't have cars back then, uh, and the horses were you know relatively slow to start. With. <laughs> Your words. <laughs> Our phone number six one five eight nine three fourteen fifty. Also. Any of you out there, did you remember the school safety patrol? We will be back. Stay with us. We'll be back. Law and order. If you have a question dealing with law and order or school or anything like that, give us a shout. 
WGNS 100.5-101.9 Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com Hi, this is Peter Demas. Join our family at Demas' Restaurant. So many people buy so many different things. You know, I go out to eat and I like eating steak where my wife will end up getting our salmon. Our salmon is cut fresh, so she loves our salmon. It's one of those places that you can go. You can get pastas or chicken. You know, the kids love it. Get what you want at Demas' Restaurant and not be limited just to one or two items. Join our family at Demas' Restaurant, 1115 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Hi, this is Dan at Music World and Drummer's Den. Well, it turns out we have keyboards as well. We have Yamaha. We have beginner models up to ones that look good in your living room like furniture that, and all points in between traveling musician synthesizers and pianos well what about drums do we have drums we are music world and drummers den 2762 south church street across from indian hills golf course we're at adam's place talking with lee davenport i have a sister-in-law that's here and her daughters come to see me, and they said, Aunt Lee, why are you at Adam's place? I said, well, it's a good place to be. We're blessed to have Adam's place. Hi, this is Terry Deal at Adam's Place. Call me for more information about Adam's Place, located at 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. This accident in Williamson County. It's on 840 westbound in the Paytonsville area just before you get to I-65. It's got traffic slow go. A lot of rubbernecking still going on down there as they clean up that wreck on 840 westbound. They opened it back up just now on 40 west over here just before Fessler's on some flashing lights. Still a lot of traffic. 24 coming out of Murfreesboro, Rutherford County, headed towards Nashville. Princess Hot Chicken is catering. Check out that menu today at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Spotty rain showers possible late this afternoon. Partial sunshine develops a high in the upper 80s. Tonight, chance for rain and storms alone near 71. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 63. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at tireworld.us. There are places where people talk, and then there are places that people talk about. News Radio WGNS is both on air, online, and on the phone. Hey, good morning to you. Welcome back to the Action Line from WGNS. Happy birthday to Peggy Hogan. And Peggy is our winner of the delicious banana pudding from our friends at Slick Pig Barbecue. Happy birthday to you, Peggy. And our good neighbor of the day is Bella Knox. Bella Knox, she made room in her home for a neighbor who is recovering from cancer. And the neighbor is so thankful to have her as a neighbor saying definitely she is a good neighbor. 
and Bella's receiving flowers from Jenny Harrison and the family at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. If you know somebody who should be the good neighbor, hey, let us know who they are. Send us their name, address, and phone number, and be sure and tell us why they should be the good neighbor. We're talking law and order this morning, visiting with us from the Murfreesboro Police Department. Chief Michael Bowen is with us, and Captain Clayton Williams. They're here to answer questions, and if you have a question, the number to call, 615-893-1450. 615-893-1450. And you can text it if you don't want to talk to us. Uh, you can text and you won't, even, won't have to talk with us this morning. 615-893-1450. Clayton, when we left, we were talking a little about uh, schools and things of that sort. Schools back in session uh, in about a week from now. It'll be mm-hmm. here before we know it. Uh, the summer went before we knew it. Yeah, it's uh, it, always, it seems like we always arrive at this place and like what happened Um yeah, I just wanted to mention, so next week, once those schools are back in session, our traffic units are going to be uh, highly concentrated in school zones uh, and around schools. Um, obviously, look you know, for speeding, but the, the, that's one issue. But the other two big things that they're going to be looking at is seat belts and child seats and also hands-free um, you know, violations, people using their telephones uh, while they're in the school zone. So we were just asking that uh, I know the message went out to – the school system and said hey you know make this a situation where we we can't find any violations you know we'd love for that to happen uh, and uh you know it's it's something that even though we talk about it and talk about it talk about it it's uh, in the moment people get distracted and get busy and that sometimes can what lead to accidents so uh, we will be out there as a reminder and some high visibility uh to hope that uh, people comply with that and and you know make it hard for us to find a violation very good. We have a person who says they've just recently moved to town and they are trying to sell their car. They've had some people uh, re- reply to a Facebook ad and they're a little uncomfortable about uh, letting somebody test drive the car and meeting with them. Is there a place that they can do that and feel safe? Of course, the test drive and all that would be a judgment call on their part. Uh uh, definitely, definitely, though, uh, uh, be cautious on how you approach that. Uh, the the meat place, uh, we always encourage people. We have a place out in front of the police department. We encourage you to come out there. We've got a place set aside for that. Just And we see it used all the time, and I see a lot of people selling vehicles out there, and it's definitely a good location to do that. So uh, That's over uh, on North Highland next 1004, to 1004 North Highland, yes, uh, definitely. Uh, we welcome you to come by there and try that. And in line with this person feeling uncomfortable with letting somebody test drive it or sometimes just uncomfortable not knowing who they are, uh, what suggestions? I mean, you've seen things that are working better than others. What is a good route to take on that? Like I said, that's a personal decision. From a buyer's perspective, I can see where I'm not going to buy a vehicle unless I get to at least take it down the road and see how it performs. Uh, uh, so I, I can see that aspect. But uh, uh, on the other side, I can see where uh, people would be concerned about just letting a stranger drive their vehicle. Uh, I, I doubt that I would let somebody just take off and, and ride my vehicle down the road, so be cautious there. So you'd and, ride and, with uh, them and then they take you too? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, if somebody really, you know, is that apprehensive and and i know i've 
I know I've done this with uh, or had this experience with motorcycles in the past. Uh, a lot of times dealers may broker that sale for you. You know, they may try to take a little bit of that money, but as far as to take on that liability. So if it's something that, you know, don't feel comfortable with that, maybe talk to some of the local smaller car dealerships and ask them if yeah. they would uh, help with that. That's a great idea. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. That's super idea. Our phone number is 615-893-1450, 615-893-1450. Uh, here's a listener who says, I hear noises outside at night. I'm uh, thinking about putting in a surveillance camera. Uh, are people getting people, are others walking through yards in neighborhoods at night? Are people out there walking? Have you had an increase in that or... I don't know that it's something we try, but yeah, there's always a possibility that you could have somebody uh, uh, walking through your yard. I know the the ring cameras and all those things are pretty popular about uh, and pretty good at picking up stuff like that. So uh, to say that there's an increase in that, I wouldn't say that, but there's always a possibility you could have that occurring in your neighborhood. And um, I'd always go with the, just the basic uh, safety features. You know, if you can do install cameras, that's great. It's become pretty affordable. Uh, the lighting, make sure that that's always uh, appropriate, and uh, maybe that'll help resolve the issue. All right, we're going to attempt to take a phone call. <laughs> Good morning, you're on WGNS. How are you today? I'm great. How y'all doing? Doing great, thank you. Good morning. All right, I got a little information. I don't know if you've ever heard this or not. This is on school zone. Um, we, like uh, a lot of people, are... Children have to go to work very early in the morning, and grandparents have to deliver kids. So uh, we take our grandkids to the uh, Siegel uh, Elementary School. And, of course, you have to sit in line, as always. There's, a, uh, of course, a patrol person uh, out on uh, Thompson Lane. And if you're coming down, of course, it borders Regency Park Drive, there's not another patrol uh, person until you get down to the very end of the school there. There's about three entrances to Siegel off of Regency there. Of course, the, you have to, you know, get in line and set in line. But what I've noticed, and I have told the man who calls out the kids' names to pick them up, and I've mentioned it to the school people there, that's almost a quarter of a mile, I guess, from uh one patrol person to the other and there's a flashing light down on regency and of course the flashing light is out on thompson lane the complaint is people when they come through there they're going 40 or over 40 miles an hour and i have asked several times about them checking into it or doing something and one time last year we saw there was a uh, city patrolman sitting over in the church in the at this church parking lot there watching. But it's very dangerous. We get in line, we have to sit, you know, to get our kids in. And I don't tell them how many people, there's a lot of people walk uh, to school. I've almost seen people hit there, walking across. People walk their dogs, bring their kids. Uh, I don't know if they can, I know you got, you're limited on people, but it's bad. It is really bad for a school zone right there in that section of Regency Park Drive. So basically, so basically, you're saying on Regency as you go towards Thompson from that section around. Uh, yeah, that section from Thompson to that last stop where, uh, well, we know the lady, Miss Mary, <laughs> Miss Mary. She's a 
She's a very old lady. Uh, she's still there, I guess. I don't know if she'll be there this year or not. Yeah. But between there, it's about a quarter of a mile almost by the, go down by the church. And they fly through there. They just absolutely, when they go past either one of those patrol persons, they just take off. Right, right. So I'll tell you what, uh, Captain Williams has uh, made notes of this, and we'll give it to Lieutenant Walker, and we'll make sure that uh, we check that out uh, when school opens. Definitely. Thank you. Thanks a lot. You guys are doing a great job. Thank you. That opens the line for you, 615-893-1450, 615-893-1450. If you have a question or a comment this morning, give us a shout. And we're talking about law and order here in Murfreesboro. We have with us from the Murfreesboro Police Department, the chief of the Murfreesboro Police Department, Michael Bowen, and also, I almost said Lieutenant, Captain Clayton Williams. Congratulations. We haven't said congratulations. Thank you, Martin. I appreciate that. That is phenomenal, I tell you. Very deserving, too. Well, I was so happy you. when I got the release news release on that one. That's very kind. I appreciate that. He does a great job, everybody. (laughs) Our phone number is 615-893-1450. If you have a question or a comment this morning, give us a call. Here's a listener who says, I'm uh, always concerned. I I have a lot of problems with people driving down the bicycle lanes of roads. I have a problem with that, not so much as a vehicle driver, but I drive a bicycle. I ride a bicycle quite a bit, and I always am afraid that uh, somebody's going to hit me. Uh, Why don't people not drive their cars in the bicycle lanes? Is is this a, 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 must be a growing problem. We're hearing a lot of that about cars in the bicycle lanes. And, and what are they they using? The, they're not driving them for traffic, are they? Think, they're using them for turn lanes, I guess. Yeah, I think a lot of times they're using them to pass other vehicles. And, uh, they to shouldn't pass be. other vehicles? Well, you'll see uh, one, of the prim- <laughs> one of the prime examples is if you go down Thompson Lane uh, and people turn into, uh, like, Riverview, you have that bicycle lane on your right, you'll see people going. Uh, instead of just waiting for that car to turn into the subdivision, they'll make those passes, and I think that's a lot of what occurs in most places. So, uh, so it, it's something that definitely uh, we we receive complaints on that, and we're aware of it, and it's just a it's just a matter of uh, actually uh, observing the violations and being able to stop those violators. Do they know that you, you mentioned violators? Do they know they're violating the law? Yeah, they're marked bicycle lanes. I mean, bicycle only. So I mean, they're so if a policeman happened to be there in, say, an unmarked car, they would be pulled over and ticketed. They could be. Yeah, and, and really, it's a lot of people don't know this because you see it happening in commonplace, but even where there's an emergency lane to the right, a shoulder in Tennessee, you're never supposed to pass a vehicle on the right side for anything, even if they're making a left turn to go and you think you're trying to help but go around because that's for an emergency stopping only, so... Um, and as you, if there was something over there, uh, somebody walking or, or uh, you know, a, a bicycle, even if it's not a bicycle lane, it's still a dangerous situation. So, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the emergency vehicle. Uh, we all know that if there's an emergency vehicle on, on the uh, right-hand side of the road with a car pulled over, blue lights flashing and what have you, you're supposed to uh, avoid that area, uh, move over as far as you can. Uh, if you are on a road that doesn't have but one lane and they're on the side 
it's what do you just go really slow or if well, so if it's if the question is if, if a vehicle, an emergency vehicle or a tow truck or something that's working in the road is stopped on the in the lane um yeah they they uh the rule of thumb is to slow down to 15 miles an hour as you pass and then wait till it's clear uh, for example in a two-lane situation where there is no shoulder or something you would just have to wait until it would be clear on the other side to go around and do that at a slow rate but otherwise we just have to wait until that happens okay very good 615-893-1450 uh and a text sort of in line with that when this person says i'll be on uh, one of the busier roads here in town uh, and I've seen this happen quite a few times. There are trucks that just park on the road and start to unload. Now, they don't have a lot of lanes, so I can see they don't have too many places to go to unload, but uh, it does create some traffic challenges. That is definitely an issue that uh, we try to address when we see it. Uh, uh, these dealerships, uh, a lot of times, have uh, companies transporting vehicles in and out of there, and a lot of times it's not the same driver all the time. So uh, we strongly uh, encourage you, if you see a violation like that, call our non-emergency number. We can go out there, and uh, if we see a violation, we can take care of it. But that's definitely something that uh, that's prohibited, shouldn't be happening. And uh, when we catch those violators, we, we try to deal with it uh, on the spot. So Very good. Uh, is there a site on your website that you can report well, well, that, that's things? One, but that, I, that one's sort of quick. Yeah, yeah, that's one of those things to where uh, – uh, uh, prime examples memorial next to the u-haul uh that's that's one of the locations where it happens a lot and uh, uh typically uh it's tough sometimes because we'll get a call and by the time we send a car out sometimes the the truck's moved on but if it's a, it's a non-emergency line call you can call it and we dispatch his own car okay <laughs> not sure how to word this one uh the solicitor says uh in expanding on that particular problem there's another problem almost every day at a certain fast food restaurant in town on memorial they also have another location that has the same problem uh, over near target and that fast food restaurant has cars consistently in the main flow of traffic lanes the one on memorial is a very busy road fast traffic and you're driving along at 45 miles an hour, and suddenly there are a row of cars parked in the roadway in front of you. You throw on your brakes and slide to a stop. That's very dangerous. Can't something be done? So basically, uh, under those conditions, you just uh, you still have to follow the rules of the road. If they're stopped in the roadway and making that right turn in there and they're backed up, just uh, you just have to be cautious and just make sure that you... you Especially if you're aware of those locations, just uh, kind of get the mindset that, hey, we may have a traffic issue up here. But uh, typically, if they're stopped and turning in there, you just have to let that traffic work itself out. Right. Now, I, I left the name of the company out because no sense in putting that in. Uh, these people put it in to their text, though. But uh, after they mention that, I'm, I'm sort of familiar with one of those locations. And they do have a back entrance they do uh 
Why don't they use that? They do, and I think at one of the locations I actually tried to do some lane changes there to help uh, facilitate uh, that flow of traffic uh, a little better. And uh, uh, so, yeah, and you have to kind of—I mean, it's not really that different than like the school zone question. I mean, what obviously that area out there, you know, you Seagull, for example, most times a day there's there's lots of lanes and there's no you can move through there pretty freely. But during those peak times of school, you know, yeah, there are times when it slows down and same way with businesses uh, there are times like that that occur and just have to kind of be patient and uh yeah try to avoid. <laughs> i think the biggest thing as chief said when you know that's going to happen and that's on your way see if you can avoid that route and i guess really we're back to the same reason when we've talked in the past about people running red lights you don't give yourself enough time to get wherever you're going right yeah. you, you wait till the last minute to head off yeah that and i'll use <laughs> judge sellers used to always use this when i was doing traffic tickets and you know it's amazing when you really do the math uh trying to drive somewhere um x amount of speed you know five miles over the speed limit versus the speed limit 10 miles even unless you're just trekking a very very long distance uh you know hundreds of thousands of miles it really doesn't change your arrival time by that much there's you're it right just, it just doesn't yeah. work that way <laughs> Yeah, because you, you can, if you're following traffic and you pass somebody or they pass you, uh, if they go flying by you, say over here on, on Broad, uh, and you give yourself, you know, you're going along at 40 miles an hour, uh, by the time you meet again at a stop sign, a stoplight, uh, you, you got there just a few yeah. seconds after them. So and, they didn't get ahead. And all those things are created by design, you know, where the traffic lights are in proximity to the last one, the speed limit, you know, the flow of normal traffic. So all those things, the engineering piece is done ahead of time, you know, and so that's why they set the speed limits that they do and they synchronize the traffic signals the way they do. And now, thank goodness, now we even have the ability to where they can vary that during different times of day based on volume instead of it being one fixed time. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Just takes a little, little patience. <laughs> Here, here's a, let's see. Uh, and in all fairness, Bart, there's a uh, several businesses that have the similar uh, circumstances there. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know that I would just limit it to those two. So, here's a person who says people drive on Memorial like it's a speedway. <laughs> and then uh, here's another. To, please tell the chief to be on the lookout for a motorcyclist passing or driving in the bike lanes. Or even down the center lane. Both of these things happened last week on Thompson Lane, and I witnessed them. So, uh, there you go. Uh, on the uh, motorcycle passing or driving in the bike, that, that's, that's really against mm. the law. Mm. Dangerous, too. The same rule applies to the motorcycle as, yeah. the, as the vehicles using that lane. So, Do they think that they're a bicycle? Probably not. No. If, I had just, to, if I had to make an assumption, I'd say no. All righty. 615-893. Thank you for letting us know that. 615-893-1450. We will return. Stay with us. Much more. Talk with the police chief, the mayor, and other local leaders about issues that concern you. The Action Line with Bart Walker, weekdays at 810 on WGNS. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. 
Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Does being a caregiver for your loved one wear you out? Then Arosa Care is here to help. Arosa has an experienced team of caregivers and licensed care managers who help families make educated decisions regarding the aging process. This is Erin Keo Rankin. Let me help you. Call us at 615-848-6774 or find us at arosacare.com. When the unexpected happens, fire, water, or storm damage, Fair Construction can help. Fair Construction is also there to help when a car slams through the wall, and that seems to happen more often these days. I'm Ron Hall. Let our family at Fair Construction help you. Call Fair Construction, and we'll board up, put down tarps, secure your home or business until the insurance coverage is approved. I'm Ron Hall. Shop local. Let our family business help you. Fair Construction Company. Few spotty rain showers possible late this afternoon. Partial sunshine develops a high in the upper 80s. Tonight, chance for rain and storms alone near 71. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 63. I happened to glance up, and the clear sky was gone. Coast to coast, all night, every night. All I could see was something round and black. On WGNS AM FM online. Welcome back to our final segment, 615-893-1450. Don't wait around. We only have about seven minutes left in our program this morning, so if you wait, your question will not be answered. (laughs) 615-893-1450. You can talk or text, whichever you prefer, on that one number, 615-893-1450. Murfreesboro Police Chief Michael Bowen is with us, along with Captain Clayton Williams. Here's another question, this one dealing with that flashing caution light that uh, is used as a test on two of the, or two or three of the downtown uh, traffic signals. And this was a test reportedly to uh, go back and, and see how it, how it works, if it would work as a caution light all throughout the county or throughout the city. Uh, this person who's writing to us about that said that they are uh, originally from Georgia and they use the flashing caution lights successfully even at major intersections. How is it working in Murfreesboro, they're wondering? <clears throat> the one I, that I recognize the most, I believe the Lytle, is along Lytle Street. One was at Maple, um, and I don't recall what the other one was. Uh, and it, they were talking about using the flashing arrow as a cautionary, you know, when allowing people to turn as an alternative to waiting for a green um <clears throat> i have not talked to anybody at city hall or engineering about that i do know i i can't well i feel comfortable in saying i don't know that we had any increased accidents in that area um however as far as throughout the rest of the city i don't that's you know that is a main a much more main thoroughfare now with the changing of the roundabout and the entrance of lytle off of broad street however i don't know how that would fare uh, was somewhere that experiences a lot more volume. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, so I would, if 
I'd be lying if I could give you an answer on that. I, we can maybe for next time, maybe I can okay. check back with the yeah, engineering and see what that, how that fared, and if that's going to be something that's going to be put in other places, or if it's going to be reserved for certain kinds of situations. I'm glad you mentioned the roundabout. Also, mm-hmm. uh, we have a few of those now, mm-hmm. not a huge amount, but we have several around town. Uh, are people learning how to use those now? I think so. Um, I tell you, that's a. It's a much more functional place down there at Broad and Lytle than it was when the no left turn and you can only turn out, you know, right. So uh, I think that's really helped take some pressure off of West Main and Broad, uh, and especially as people are trying to get to the new courthouse location where General Sessions and Circuit Court is and the clerk's office. So we've got some additional parking down there now and nice sidewalks and that parking garage. So I, I feel like that's been a, a nice improvement. I know if you're a, a out-of-towner and you go to a country that has uh, that's all they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you rent a car, the first thing they tell you is if you don't know exactly when you're going, where you're going, uh, just get on the inside lane and keep going around until you discover <laughs> which road it is you want to get yeah. off on, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> which is good, good advice, I guess. Yeah. You can use that here. 615-893-1450. Uh, a person says as a follow-up to that, uh, I live out behind the airport, near the airport in that subdivision. Uh, that was a test also uh, about putting some uh, slowing pause bumps uh, on the road. Did it work? And there was conversation about trying it in other areas of the city, uh, but I don't see that happening. I know they, the, yeah, the, the traffic calming was a test, and... And I know it wasn't going to be a thing. I think some information got out there that was saying, hey, if you live in a neighborhood and you want these things, just let us know. And we'll, you can pay for it and we'll put them out there. I don't. I think that got, might have got away from their original message. Um, it was something that I believe the engineering department said, if you feel like this is something that's a, a matter of, of concern in this and that it will help, we will look at it and study it and then work with the homeowners associations that represent those entities and come up with a, a workable solution plan for both of them. So I'd, if anybody that, if that's something that they're interested in and, and they can contact the engineering department and they can help walk them through that process of what, what all it takes to get to that point, because that wasn't just a, a quick, you know, a bandaid fix. It, it took a lot of work and a lot of planning and uh, a lot of, uh, things to get in place before they could do that did it work well did the project work well once again that's another question for uh, traffic yeah. and engineering to see what kind of response that that stuff is done through uh, our engine traffic engineering department so a lot of the feedback and a lot of the comments and a lot of the data they they have yeah. Uh, yeah. it's because for us it was just alexander boulevard for example the one they're talking about the first one that we weren't having a lot of crashes out there we were just getting a lot of speeding because it was a very long straight road and it you know some of those were perceptions some of them were reality um and that they they were just wanting to get the slow crashes down so once that once they got involved we again as chief said we they were tracking all the the uh, results of that and what the outcomes were okay we have about a minute left and uh, let, let's use that time to remind people again about schools starting up again yeah, definitely, Board. Uh, just be safe in these school zones. Be patient and just know that it takes a couple of weeks for these uh, school zones to kind of settle in and to get the uh, everything worked out as far as traffic patterns. And uh, 
just remember police department we talked about sales earlier uh you got a vehicle something you want to sell be sure know you're welcome to bring it by the police department uh sell it out front see it done all the time and like i said you know when you're dealing with these transactions just uh um, just uh, don't do anything that you're not comfortable doing. So if somebody wants to drive or whatever and you're not comfortable, just uh, you know, don't risk anything just to make a sale. And also remember, we got the drug drop off uh, at the police department. And uh, if you have any old prescription drugs, things you need to get rid of, just bring them into the lobby. We don't talk to you. We don't ask for your information. There's just a drop box in that lobby where you can bring that stuff. So we encourage you to. Uh, get rid of that uh, those items through the police department if you can and the child seat if you have any questions about child seat installs or if you need somebody to help you with child seat installation uh, we offer that service at the police department once again sergeant denton is the primary contact on that uh, and she would be glad to help out any way possible with that and on that note we say a special thank you to murfreesboro police chief michael bowen and Captain Clayton Williams for joining us this morning.